Hey everybody, I'm Praying Medic. Hope you had a good day. I'm here with hmm, a semi-nightly news broadcast. I have not yet committed to doing nightly news broadcasts again, but I will be doing news broadcasts um, when there is significant breaking news. And we've got some good news tonight. I am happy to report. Uh, and you know what? Without further ado, let's get into it. All right. Uh, this morning, Google and YouTube announced they're going to prohibit climate crisis deniers from being able to monetize their content on their platforms from now on. So if you are one of the few people who still has a YouTube channel or if you're monetizing anything uh, through Google AdSense, uh, if you think that climate crisis is a hoax um, and you say that, on your channel, you won't be able to uh, monetize it. It's pretty important for the for the deep state to push the narrative of climate crisis because it is the linchpin that that uh, undergirds um, the, the Great Reset. They want to take all of our money, uh, and they want to take trillions of dollars from us, ostensibly because they're going to solve the climate crisis issue. Of course, what they're really going to do is just take all that money and make themselves wealthy <clears throat> and do nothing to solve the climate crisis because us giving them a bunch of money ain't going to change nothing. All right. President Trump has filed for an injunction to restore his Facebook account. This comes on uh, the heels of a, uh, a f motion that he filed with Twitter to get his account reinstored, uh, reinstated. So it looks like President Trump is making overtures to get back on Facebook and Twitter. And look, I, I know, I get it. Facebook and Twitter are, are evil and corrupt and lots of censorship and banning. Would I ever go back on Twitter and Facebook? I don't know. Under different rules of engagement, I might. They would have to change the rules uh, if I was going to go back on. But President Trump is kind of leaning in that direction. And I don't know what that says about alternative platforms like CloudHub and Gab and Getter. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty happy on Telegram right now. So we'll have to see where this all goes. Jobs report came in today. The U.S. economy added 194,000 jobs in September. Missed the estimate of half a million jobs. The economy is not doing all that well. Uh, Iceland announced it is banning the Moderna vaccination for all age groups. This comes after... Um, Sweden and Denmark announced that they were going to ban the Moderna vaccine for people over 30 due to heart complications. So Iceland, complete ban on Moderna uh, vaccination. The L.A. County Sheriff has announced today he's not going to enforce um, the state's uh, employee vaccine mandate. Really glad to see sheriffs stepping up and standing up to the tyrants. Uh, I think the L.A. County Sheriff's Department employs 18,000 people, and they're not going to be subject to this. All right. There was a an outage today. Again, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and a lot of other websites, actually. A lot of other services went down temp temporarily. Don't know what the cause was, but it's starting to look like situation normal uh, <laughs> for the future. President Trump announced he's going to hold a rally on the Capitol steps in Lansing, Michigan on October 12th. And during the rally, he is going to make his case 
for a full forensic audit in Michigan. That'll be interesting because there's a lot of rhinos in the Michigan legislature. I'm not terribly hopeful that the Michigan legislature is going to do the right thing. But, hey, if you're in the Michigan area and you want to go to the rally on the 12th and help the president make his case, uh, get down on it. Go to the rally. All right. According to a report from Bloomberg News, the Biden administration is now considering ways to regulate cryptocurrencies. Uh, if you've been following cryptos for a while, you, it's not going to come as a surprise. But it, it, according to Bloomberg, they have some sources who are familiar with the matter who say that uh, the Biden administration is looking into regulating cryptos. Um, Elon Musk has announced that Tesla is going to move its corporate headquarters from Palo Alto, California to Austin, Texas. Uh, well, because of a lot of things, I'm sure. Um, California is not a very good climate for businesses anymore. And Texas is doing a lot of things to to woo uh, companies there. And there's a lot of gun companies that are leaving other states and coming to Texas. Uh, Pentagon announced it is going to install an Iron Dome missile defense system on the island of Guam. This is an interim solution, and it's, it's actually a test. Uh, it's kind of an intermediary step between a full cruise missile defense system uh, that was required by the National Defense Authorization Act. All right. We have news from the Durham investigation. So uh, I told you yesterday that the storm is on its way, and I believe the storm is on its way. Um, I'm seeing... And a lot of us who have been you know, reading the tea leaves, we're seeing more indictments coming from the Durham investigation. Today, uh, Paul Sperry published an article on uh, The Federalist. And it looks like he talked to a couple of attorneys who are representing people who may soon be defendants uh, in the Durham investigation. All right. So I'll give you some details here. Steve Tyrell, who is a criminal defense attorney, he confirms that his client, Rodney Jaffe, who was formerly with the tech company Newstar, is the person referred to in the Michael Sussman indictment as Tech Executive One. That also makes Newstar um, Tech Company One in that indictment. That indictment um, laid out a pretty good uh, conspiracy case. And it looks like we've got a couple of these people. Um, Tech Executive One, Joffe, through, it sounds like he's, through his attorney, is letting people know that he, he may be about to be indicted pretty soon. Um, sources who spoke to Sperry on the condition of anonymity, it sounds like his attorneys, said that Durham's investigators have subpoenaed government contractors, uh, that would be Tyrell and a couple other people, to turn over documents and testify before a federal grand jury. All right. So uh, this is uh, Jaffe. I'll give you kind of a, a little brief, uh, review of what Jaffe was doing. Jaffe um, had worked with a lot of various people in, in the tech industry. He um, was able to assimilate a bunch of information that seemed to implicate um, the Trump campaign or Trump Tower specifically, <clears throat> in internet communications with Russian Alpha Bank. 
That information was mined through non-public sources. And we're going to get to the person who was responsible for that in just a minute. But Jaffe is sort of, was sort of the one who coordinated the people and, and the research. He essentially told these people, dig up whatever you can on Trump uh, that will connect him to Russia. And uh, we'll see what we can do with it. So uh, it says in the article that Tech Executive One Jaffe exploited his access to non-public data at multiple Internet companies to conduct opposition research concerning Trump. Uh, Durham's grand jury stated. <clears throat> in furtherance of these efforts, Jaffe uh, had enlisted and was continuing to enlist the assistance of researchers at U.S.-based uh, University of Georgia Tech who were receiving and analyzing internet data in connection with the pending federal government cybersecurity contract. So um, a second person is kind of wrapped up in this, uh, and that is a person who is named in the in assessment indictment as originator one. Her attorney, uh, she she goes by she has gone by this, the code name Tea Leaves on the internet, trying to maintain anonymity. Her name is April Lorenzen. She supplied the DNS logs that were used to implicate Alpha Bank and Trump. She's another tech person. She was the one who worked with um, the the Georgia Tech. Um, people to compile the, the information. She, it looks like she is also probably going to be indicted. Uh, they haven't been charged yet, either of them. But her attorney claims, her, her attorney talked, it looks like her attorney talked to Paul Sperry. And they're trying to get ahead of his story. Both Lorenzen's attorneys and Jaffe's attorney both said that their clients are not political, that they didn't do any of this for political purposes, they're just patriots who are concerned about their country. Uh, <clears throat> although they worked closely uh, with Perkins Coie, uh, Mark Elias, and the Clinton campaign. <laughs> so to say that they're not political is probably a stretch. And um, according to Paul Sperry's article, it looks like these people may be the next ones indicted. So there's uh, good news there. Uh, more interesting news. Uh, apparently, Adam Schiff published a, a book recently. I didn't know this, but in the book, Schiff states that he had to tell his Democrat colleagues to dumb down their questions um, so that Mueller could understand them because Mueller was suffering such cognitive decline that he was having a hard time answering people's questions. If you remember when he gave his, Mueller gave his uh, report before Congress a few years ago, People were shocked at Mueller's inability to answer questions, inability to remember things. Um, and this was apparently well known to Rosenstein and all the other people who were involved in this investigation. They knew that Mueller had lost his fastball. Um, there is one other little tidbit of news out here. And this is uh, interesting. So this is from... Uh, Rick Wilson, who's the founder of the Lincoln Project, he tweeted this out this afternoon. I have some bad news. After multiple calls, I have some extremely grim news. As of now, 1-6 Commission, the January 6th Commission, is dead already and will not enforce the subpoenas. Trump wins. The 1-6 terror plot will go unexamined and unpunished. To say I'm livid is putting it mildly. So apparently, once um, Scavino and Meadows and Cash Patel and Bannon 
said they're not going to comply with the subpoenas, the January 6th commission said, oh, well, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> so the hate Trump people are not happy. And that is, I think, all the news I've got for you right now. Um, I, I'm going to keep following uh, information as it comes out on Durham's investigation. I think we're going to see more indictments. Uh, this is only the beginning. I think they were just working their way up the chain. And you can kind of tell, I think, who is likely to be indicted next. Just look at who's leaving uh, their employment. The reason that these people are leaving their companies, um, a lot of them say that they're, they're leaving voluntarily, but most of them are being fired. And, and the reason they're being fired is once, um, once Durham's um, investigators come to the company and hand them subpoenas for documents, the company then knows that this person is probably going to be indicted at some point for criminal activity. The way that the um, U.S. attorney will decide whether the company or the individual gets indicted is by how the company uh, reacts to all of this. If the company um, appears to be making responsible decisions and if they fire the individual who is indicted, um, usually the company is not um, under does not come under criminal prosecution. If the company refuses to take action against uh, the person who committed the crimes, then the company is at risk of being investigated themselves. That's why a lot of these companies, as soon as someone is, you know, comes under grand jury investigation, uh, a lot of those people <laughs> will be fired. And we had that guy last week, I forget his name, he was with uh, CrowdStrike. He went on Twitter, made a public announcement that he was leaving CrowdStrike. Um, likely uh, another guy who was about to be indicted. All these people who were fired, getting either getting fired or leaving their, their companies, Mark Elias, uh, are probably going to be indicted. Um, I, I would I'd be very surprised if Jake Sullivan is not indicted fairly soon. Jake Sullivan, he's Biden's national security advisor. He is wrapped up in this. He's very close with um, the Perkins Coie team, Mark Elias, and uh, I, he's, he's implicated in this, as are a lot of other people. So we've got some good news. Uh, it's not the big ban hammer yet, <clears throat> but it's coming. I think we're going to see uh, more indictments, and I'll keep you posted. That is my news for tonight. If you want to jump on the live streams, I'm broadcasting on Telegram live, uh, not every night, but I'm going to try to do more regular broadcasts uh, as there is breaking news, um, and I can offer some commentary on it. I'll put out videos and, and do my best to offer some insights on it. Uh, yeah, just jump on my Telegram channel. It'll usually be, if I do a broadcast, it'll be in the evening, and then uh, if you get notifications from my Telegram channel, you can get on the live stream. All right. Cool. Uh, I love you all. Take care. Please keep me and Denise in prayer. Keep President Trump in prayer. Keep the Durham investigation in prayer. That's all. I'll catch you on the next broadcast. <clears throat>